Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Kelly Hall. I am misunderstood and I'm sorry, but it's just me on the show today. Unfortunately, you're just going to have to put up with me. And I've, I've been feeling very compelled and inspired to talk to you about kind of just getting up and getting out and doing something because we're in this quarantine, COVID-19, negative world and personal slump for many of us. And I get it. Like it's, it's tough. It's hard. It's, you know, it takes a lot of self-reflection, but we're also not giving ourselves the chance to get ahead. So this episode is all about getting the kick in the pants that you need hopefully getting inspired and just shedding some light on why it's important to challenge yourself in multiple ways because of all the benefits that can come from it. So we're going to dive in and I'm super pumped and hopefully you guys walk away with a few new life skills. Hey everyone, I hope everyone's having a fantastic week. If you're anything like me, I have been quarantining. Hopefully when this episode gets released, we're not quarantining anymore. That would actually be kind of nice, but this episode would be more applicable if you are quarantining because you're probably not doing much. So yes, whether or not we're quarantining, this will be good to hear. So essentially what I'm hoping to do is to give you just a little like punch in the shoulder, like the light, like friendly punch on the shoulder or like a tap on the back or, you know, just a little nudge in the right direction. Really just a reality check because like life is flying by and this quarantine is any recognition of that. It's boom. Already I'm in day nine of my quarantine. It's starting to feel like one long day instead of a week and a half. And then before we know it, the month's going to fly by. And what I recognized early on in my life was that this is the way that it is. I feel like when you're in college, everything is kind of slow, but also kind of fast. And by that, I mean, like you feel like you're a freshman forever and then a sophomore forever and then a junior forever, but then you're also studying and you have exams and it tends to feel like it's going by quicker. But then when you become, you know, a graduated adult that's paying taxes and doing awesome, amazing things, it just kind of flies, all of it. And I look look back and don't know what happened. The time just tends to go. And I was warned about that. Like as a kid, my mom was like, oh, like time will fly. And I'm like, nah, I've been a kid for a very long time. But now here I am, almost 28. And yeah, you're right. I don't understand where my 20s have gone. So with that, there are many of you out there who I will shamelessly just point out and admit are not maximizing your potential. You're not because, I mean, you know it. You're, you know, doing the same things every day. You're going to the same job. You're seeing the same people. And for you, that's fine because that's all you know. You are used to your nine-to-five job or you're used to hanging around the same three people. All of these things that you're used to doing so you don't – are not – inclined to go do something new. However, 
even in your day-to-day life, you see something you're inspired by or you talk to someone that kind of tugs on your heart or, you know, you're witnessing all of these other people doing big things and you tend to dismiss it because you think it's impossible. You think, oh, I'm I'm never going to be that person that – you know, participates in this or runs in this or competes in this or whatever it is. And because it just seems too daunting and scary, but that's the thing is being scared is good. Being scared ignites something in your soul because you have nothing to fear except failure. And guess what? You'll learn from failure. That's the best part about it. So you might as well just try and dive into these passions, these interests, and these people because when you do that, something really amazing is going to happen. Whenever I was in, I don't know, middle school or the seventh grade, I really enjoyed photography and I noticed that. My parents ended up getting me my first point-and-shoot camera and it was one of those digital cameras that like you didn't even see the picture on the back of it. You just like took pictures and then prayed that when you plugged it into your laptop or whatever, that the photos would come up later. So I remember running around on my middle school field hockey team and taking tons and tons of pictures. And then sometimes I would upload them and I'd have like 40 pictures. And then other times I'd upload them and there would be nothing on the device. So I would get really bummed out. But I ended up you know, taking photos for the school yearbook and high school and really had this passion for photography. But, you know, realistically, what my parents told me is that, you know, being a photographer would be difficult and hard and there wouldn't be that much stability. So I needed to do something a little bit more stable. And that's one reason why I joined the Navy, you know, and why I went to the Naval Academy was for that stability financially and those opportunities. And I knew it would set me up really well long-term. However, you know, a part of me was upset because I thought that I had to dismiss my interests or dismiss my passions. I couldn't, you know, photograph or I couldn't write or, you know, the Naval Academy isn't really like an arts school. It's an engineering school. So a lot of things I was interested were more in the creative realm. So I just thought I was going to have to, you know, compartmentalize and, and push it to the side during my Naval career. Well, fast forward to the age of 21, and I was at my very first duty station in San Diego, California. I uh, was starting to make, you know, a little bit of money from the Navy and wasn't a broke college kid anymore. So, you know, I took a break from photography during college to focus on my studies and focus on the Naval Academy because it's it's tough, especially tough for me academically. So I kind of felt like I owed it to myself just to, you know, buy a nice camera. You know, I love photography. If I'm going to invest in something, like invest in something really high quality. So I ended up buying a like a professional camera without any intention of being a photographer. It was really just because I was taking photos on the ship and living in Southern California. But I think this is the first step. I think you need to recognize when you do have a passion and channel that. You know, I had the passion for photography, but I just kept dismissing it. Like it was just not normal to balance multiple passions or it wasn't normal to have kind of a side hustle in the Navy. Or, you know, I was a surface warfare officer and 
surface warfare officers weren't creatives or artistic or anything like that. Like I needed to focus on leading sailors and driving a ship. But thank goodness I listened to, you know, my heart tugging me into that passion because that is ultimately what led me to launching my business. So as I said, first and foremost, like really listen to your passions. What is pulling you away from friends because you're so excited to do it? What is tugging at your heart when you see it on Instagram? What really makes you stop and think, what even makes you jealous? Because I know that sounds weird, but I was jealous of the girls out there I saw on Instagram who were running photography businesses. You know, they made it, although, you know, I say this, I was naive back then, but like they made it look so fun and exciting and, you know, just this really beautiful career and being on a ship wasn't like that. It was very different. So I kind of liked the idea of, you know, doing something fun and exciting, but I was also kind of jealous of them. Like I wanted to take cute pictures and post them on Instagram and then take cute pictures of brides and then, you know, wear my little Kate Spade flats when I went to weddings and things like that. Like I wanted to be this cute little photographer. So I think I just finally stopped ignoring that and started really igniting that passion. So you recognize those things. Like stop trying to just squash it and to to push it, push it down. Like that's something that's trying to come out in you. And it's okay if it's completely different from your job. That's fine. I promise you it's not really synonymous to be a naval officer and a wedding photographer. But eventually I would learn that the skills I'm gathering from all of those things are going to make me a more valuable asset to the world. So first, recognizing those passions. Second, when you do, don't be afraid to find a mentor. And a mentor isn't like this super fancy way of saying like, let's sign up for a class and, you know, take a class and my my professor is going to be my mentor or like I need a really like fancy woman on a business panel to mentor me. That's not what I'm saying. I was fortunate enough to actually just run into my mentor. I was in a winery. I think it's called like Bernardo, Bernardo Winery, I'm pretty sure, in San Diego, California. And I was walking around the winery with my camera. And I'd only had it for a few months at the time. But again, you know, just really was passionate about it. And I ended up running into this guy who I'll be bringing on the show later. His name is Brant Bender. And he's a wedding photographer. And he saw me. And he was just like, hey, kid, nice camera. And I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, if you ever want to learn how to use that thing. I'm happy to help. And then he brought me into his office there at the winery. And I mean, he was a 20 year photographer, had this huge career, this huge background. And he kind of took me under his wing immediately. So I attached myself to him and started learning the ins and the outs of business. And he taught me not only how to be a photographer and how to use my camera and, you know, get the proper equipment, but ultimately how to even run the basics of business because I didn't take business classes at the Naval Academy. I had no idea how to run a business. So even just walking through basic steps of what was important, what's not important. And I think a lot of people don't understand how willing people are to give advice. 
honestly, a lot of people do like to talk about themselves. So they're really inclined to give advice. But, you know, whether it's someone, you don't need someone who's Instagram famous or is a CEO to be your mentor. There are people who have already learned skills and valuable parts of business and they've learned how to be essential to their company. They've learned the ins and outs of how to operate and they've been doing it for a very long time. And you save yourself the time by picking their brain, by shadowing them, by offering to do something for free. So attach yourself to a mentor and kind of start learning the ins and the outs. Like what really needs to be done? How invested do I need to get? For me, when I started working with Brand, I think it was very eye-opening because, you know, I thought, oh, maybe I want to be a full-time photographer. But he was so transparent and really, you know, like I said, walked me through the ins and the outs of the industry. And I realized that being a full-time photographer wasn't what I wanted to do. It was, I loved the passion for it, but I wanted to keep it at that. I wanted it to be a passion and not a profession. And sometimes you meet with people and you're like, this is what I need to do full-time, 100%. Like I need to quit everything and do this, focus on this. But for me, you know, I kind of kept that passion on the side and balanced it with my career, which is still really, really valuable because this, you know, the second part was finding a mentor, but the third part is learning the skills from doing multiple things, from assessing those multiple passions or diving into multiple passions. Because, you know, I didn't think that photography was going to be a side hustle and then it turned into a business. And then now I'm learning not only photography, but I'm learning branding and I'm learning marketing and I'm learning social media all from starting a photography business at 21. And, you know, there's necessary evils to running a business. You have to learn how to, you know, work with clients and manage a schedule and balance a budget and, you know, like I said, market online. So I just had to dive in and, and do all of those things and learn from them. And I was kind of building the plane as I flew it. But I didn't know, and I wasn't doing that in the Navy. It was completely separate. I wasn't using the creative part of my brain at all while I was on the ship. I wasn't photographing. I wasn't working with clients. I wasn't doing any of that. And like my ship didn't care how many Instagram followers I had. So it was just completely separate. And again, I was learning something from running a business and I was learning something by leading sailors and being in the Navy as well. So I was kind of doing those two things at once. Um, meanwhile, while I'm learning those skills, I'm also connecting with clients who are then connecting me with other people. So ultimately, a handful of things came out of my photography business at the age of 21, 22. I'm now really becoming successful at learning how to market and really becoming successful at photography and kind of understanding why clients are reaching out to me. I would always ask them the beginning of our sessions, like, hey, how did you hear about me? Or, you know, who referred you? And I was already starting to learn best practices from that business. Well, now my career is in Navy recruiting. And I, this is only six years later after I started my business. So I've, I've been working in recruiting for a while, but full-fledged, I am knee-deep in Navy recruiting. And I work 
hand in hand with Navy marketing. And I'm consistently asked by my superiors, how do you know how to do all of this stuff? How do you know how to run an Instagram account? My Instagram following on my Navy account is far, you know, it's much further and superior than my personal account. I have currently 25,000 followers and Sometimes I don't even know how I did that, but it started from the basis of understanding how to brand, how to market, how to reach out to people because recruiting is sales and sales was photography. I was selling my services when I was a photographer. So all of those things, you know, learning how to tell a personal story and incorporate that into your feed. People didn't just book me because I had really pretty pictures. They booked me because I was posting about myself and my passions and sharing my face. And they knew who they were booking with. They knew what I looked like. They knew my personality. So I wasn't just this photographer that was faceless. I was also a friend. And in recruiting, that's also what I've decided to do. I decided to share my story and be the face behind the Navy. So this isn't just this, you know, untangible, intangible object. It's actually like a real person who's in the Navy. And I walked away with the skills from starting that business. So you're going to collect valuable, valuable skills with whatever you're in. Decide and caveat from photography, I, you know, I got into modeling whenever I was 24 and living in Columbus, Ohio. Just shortly after I competed in Miss Ohio, I signed and contracted with New View Model Management. And that, again, was something that was completely irrelevant to what I was doing in photography and in the Navy and recruiting. So, you know, I really debated getting into it because, oh boy, am I just going to attack another thing and add another thing to my plate? But I think being scared and not understanding, you know, it completely or what was involved in it, but knowing I had an interest in it, that was enough for me to try. And I, again, never intend on being, you know, on a magazine cover or working with Kendall Jenner, but becoming a model and taking those classes and working with an agent and working with companies like Secret Deodorant or um, several skincare companies or Skin Foodie or whoever in those professional environments taught me how to collect myself, taught me how to, you know, be confident in front of a camera. Um, I became very comfortable with the way that I looked and, you know, what facial expressions I was making. And now with Navy Recruiting, I do a lot of PR in front of the camera. So naturally, you know, I'm a lot more comfortable because of those experiences through modeling. And, you know, the Navy will say the same thing. They'll be like, how did you, you know, learn how to, you know, be so capable and competent in front of the camera, this and that. And it's because of that. It's because of those experiences. So diving into your passions and diving into interests may be terrifying as all heck, but you're – I promise you, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something, even if it's something that you didn't realize you hated, or if it's something you know you don't want to do again, or if it's a skill that you don't think you're going to use ever in your career, much like I was doing on the ship, wasn't utilizing any modeling or any photography or Instagram or social marketing or anything like that. But now all of those skills have led to my career 
now. And, you know, lastly, I feel like this is one of the most obvious things, but it needs to be reminded, you never know who you're going to meet. As long as you're sitting on your couch, like you might be doing right now, popping on Netflix, going on Hulu, maybe you're just, you know, going back and forth from work, ordering in food. If you're not leaving your apartment, you're staying in your routine, you're seeing the same people, you're never going to meet new people. And you could be introverted as all heck, but I am confident that no one wakes up saying like, ooh, I hope I don't meet any friends today. I think everybody wants to meet someone. And, you know, just by buying that camera and going to that winery and being out and about, I connected with Brandt and I was able to meet a mentor. And then through photography, I've met dozens and dozens and dozens of clients who some, you know, I didn't see maybe after our session, but others who have invited me to their weddings or to photograph their children or, you know, I've been their family photographer for multiple years. People who have driven to see me compete in a pageant or have sent me Christmas cards year after year. Like these are friendships I built because I was scared but did it anyway and built a business and was able to later meet these amazing people. Same thing from pageantry. You know, met one of my best friends and sisters through pageantry, not to mention the other dozens of women who compete in pageants, not to mention the other sponsors and coaches all who have become part of my network because I did something really terrifying. And, you know, in modeling the same way too with my classes, I became friends with a girl sitting behind me. Shout out to Rose McClymans or, you know, my teachers, whoever it was, like you are going to start meeting new people. But as long as you're scared and you're just sticking to your mundane routine, that's not going to challenge you. And you have to do something different. You need to ignite that passion within yourself to push against the status quo. You know, this episode is all about maximizing your potential. If you are sitting there thinking, yes, I am doing it, then I will challenge you and say, so you think that you have overcame and succeeded in every possible area of your life. There's no room to grow. And I promise you, you'll probably respond back with, oh, wait, no. <laughs> because it's not possible. There's You have potential in so many areas of your life. There's so many untapped talents that you carry that you don't even know that you have yet. But it all starts from just trying. And that is what is misunderstood. Because we all think that we need to be good at one thing. And once we've become good at one thing, there's no other way we can grow or that we can find passion in. But as I sit here with multiple passions in many areas, I challenge you and I say that you can because you don't want to look back in five years or maybe 10 and wonder what if. I think that is the absolute worst way to live your life because as I mentioned Time is flying. Somehow, some way, the days just go and the years just go. And all of a sudden, you're about to enter into your 30s, or all of a sudden, college is over, or all of a sudden, you have three kids. And you don't want to think back and say, man, 
If only I had applied to do that. If only I had accepted the offer to go to lunch with that company. If only I had done this. If you're going to sit around and think about what if I had done X, Y, or Z, then you need to go and do it. Because I think if I hadn't joined the Navy, I would have always wondered what if. And if I hadn't explored my passion as a photographer, I would have never figured out that I wanted to keep it as a passion. And I would have never met and connected with the people that I did. If I had never competed in Miss Ohio USA, honestly, I think the landscape of my career might be different because of the experiences that I walked away from there. If I had never worked for Bumble, I wouldn't have met my now boyfriend. If I had never done all of these things, it wouldn't make me who I am today. And I think if I had never competed in Miss California and lost, that I wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. And that is why life is so beautiful because you do all of the things and you might fail, but you're going to learn something and you're going to be better for it. And at the end of the day, at least you can't say you didn't try. So your reality check is over. It's here, but it's your turn to really change the course because life is short and none of us want to look back and wonder, what if? Best of luck, guys. I hope this helps. I hope these steps, you know, really igniting those passions, finding a mentor, learning skills from multiple things and utilizing them in every area of your life and your career, meeting new people, but lastly, don't live with regret. I hope all of those things really resonate with you as you move forward because I tell you, you got this. I believe in you. And hopefully this misunderstanding helps you really believe in your understanding of your own life. Hey you, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have 10 seconds in your day, please go and rate my podcast on Spotify. It takes 10 seconds, but 10 seconds of your time means the world to me. You can also follow my podcast on Instagram at misunderstood.podcast or at Kelly Renee Hall for all the episode details. Stay tuned and see you next time on Misunderstood.